Hi, this is Ron Darling with SNY TV. Um, you know me from covering the Mets, and uh, I hope you get a chance to listen to Mets Musings with Gary Mack. I had a great time. I hope you do, too. Hi, I'm Ron Swoboda of the 69 New York Mets, and you're listening to Mets Musings with Gary Mack. Mets Musings is an unofficial, independent podcast covering New York's National League Baseball team. It is not affiliated in any way with Major League Baseball or the New York Mets. This is Len and Jeff from Baseball and Barbecue. And the one place to go for New York Mets news, past week game reviews, upcoming series previews, interviews, analysis, opinion, and and what's going going down down on the farm. farm. It's It's Mets Musings with Gary Mack. So keep the faith, stay optimistic, and let's go Mets. Mets Musings with Gary Mack. Now it's time for some New York Mets baseball talk. Here's Gary Mack bringing you the latest news and analysis from Mets Nation and the world of baseball on another edition of Mets Musings. And hello and welcome to another edition of Mets Musings. Happy 2020, the first edition of the new year. And it is a doozy as we are here to announce that Carlos Beltran is out. As Mets manager, yes, you've heard it here. Carlos Beltran and the Mets have mutually agreed to part ways. Sources are telling SNY's Andy Martino. It's all over the web. The Mets confirmed that now, as we speak, confirmed the news that he is out as a the Mets manager. The 42-year-old Beltron was tied up in this Astro sign-stealing scandal investigation by the MLB. He was the only player mentioned, which is very, very curious, uh, by MLB Commissioner Rob Manfred's report that was released on Monday and focused on the Astros and the Red Sox. Why was Beltron's name mentioned? Doesn't seem fair, does it? More on that a little bit later. We met with Carlos last night and again this morning, agreed to mutually part ways. Mets COO Jeff Wilpon and GM Brody Van Wagenen said in a statement, it's not an easy decision considering the circumstances became clear to all parties that it was not in anyone's best interest for Carlos to move forward as manager of the New York Mets. They should have gave him a vote of confidence and kept him. We believe that Carlos was honest and forthcoming with us. We are confident this will not be the final chapter in his baseball career, yada, 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 blah, 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 blah. He said the same thing, essentially, but he's out. Not excited about Luis Rojas, Hensley Mullins taking over this team. I was excited about Beltron. But thanks to Rob Manfred, who strikes again. Mentions mentions Beltron in a report. The only player mentioned in the report. He was cited as one of the players. One of the players. What about the other players? Why was he cited as one? Who else was talking about this? Who discussed what later became a sign-stealing operation that was against MLB rules? 
Now, he can't suspend anybody because he can't suspend the players because he didn't want to go up against the union. Beltron was a player then, but he isn't now. So he's not protected by the union. So Manfred could put in his name out there to ruin his reputation and to get his butt fired by the Mets, or in this case, put the pressure on him to step down. But what did he do? He is right from the report, and I quote, approximately two months after the two, into the 2017 season, a group of players, including Carlos Beltran, why is that name there, discussed that the team could improve on decoding opposing team signs and communicating the signs to the batter, the report stated. So what's wrong with that? What's wrong with that statement? They steal signs all the time. They watch video. The only difference is they did it in real time. That's that's the scandal. That's the cheating part about it. But after the game or before the game, they can watch videotape of the catcher, they can the third base coach, the pitcher, the the, the players. It's all legal. But once the game starts, it's all of a sudden it's illegal? It makes no sense, does it? And it's the technology that they used. That's where the hang-up is. Because guys have been stealing signs for years. Valentine was great at it, Bobby Valentine. Pitches, they, they see when, when a pitcher is tipping a pitch. They can figure out. Some guys are great. Rusty Staub was good at, uh, it was terrific, as a matter of fact, at stealing signs, picking up the third base coach signs and, and uh, finding out what he did. So sign stealing is an institution. See Tim Flannery, Google him. <clears throat> he had a big, long report about uh, when he was playing and coaching and, and how he would videotape their base coaches and study it and see patterns and, and learn how to steal signs. Stealing signs is nothing new. This has been going on for years. Years and years. They said the 51 Giants were stealing signs, had a camera and some kind of system, or a guy out in center field with a system to uh, warn the players. So sign stealing is nothing new. So the the Astros went wrong by using technology. But they can use technology before and after the game. But they can't during the game. Okay, so they got caught. They got caught cheating and they got punished. The question is, Again, why is Beltron's name as the only player? And why aren't we told then? Then be more specific in this report what he did. Because now you tainted him. Just like they did these steroid guys. They tainted them. And if you know he did something, what are you worried about? 
for legal reasons, you can't. Uh, I would think they'd be more vulnerable legally this way in the case of Beltron. This defamation of character. If you got the goods on the guy, it shouldn't matter with the legal, the legalities. You got the goods, you got the proof. So let us know the proof. Because now you've tainted him. You've tainted him from getting a job again. You've tainted him possibly from getting into the Hall of Fame because this is going to, the writers will hold this over his head. The ones that didn't, don't want to put him in. Just like Mike Piazza was tainted with the scan with with the steroids because one writer thought he took steroids because he had pimples on his back and would never wouldn't vote for him. That tainted him. Now they've done it to Carlos Beltron. This is Manfred. I'm not a Rob Manfred fan. I think this commissioner is going to kill this sport. He's going to bring it down. And it's not just thing, this thing with, with Belchon. It's, it's, it's all of the stuff he's doing with these stupid ideas, with the pace of play, with uh, uh, the minor league thing now. He wants to... The whole resurrect or he wants to destroy the whole minor league system and, and rebuild it in his own image, I guess. The contraction of 42 teams taking that livelihood out of people's pockets and, and out of cities, that that's the connection to professional baseball. You're trying to grow the game. Why do you want to take it away from these rural and these small towns? That that's a big deal. Baseball's a big deal. I, I you know, we can't figure that out. And it's it's it goes with some of his other stupid ideas with the <clears throat> I, I can't even remember. I'm so ticked off and, and my uh, dislike this guy and what he does. But you know these these commissioners and these, these these lawyers do this crap all the time. They they put people's names out there and they don't tell you the whole story. And then you're left to guess, to speculate, and it taints the character of some guy. And that's not right. It's just not right. If he did something and he's guilty, then say it. If you can't suspend him because he was a player at the time and you're not suspending any players, just let us know what he did to warrant his name in that report. We get it with Cora. Cora set up the thing, the the video camera and all of that. Okay, we get that. What did Beltron do exactly? Did he did he mastermind and say we should have a camera out there, or should did he say this or did he say that we should use this? What tell us? Instead of just hiding behind the report, well, his name was mentioned in the report. We can't go into any further details. Then tell us that. Tell us you can't go for legal reasons into any other details. Because now it's out there and nobody knows what the truth is. 
Now he's a sign stealer. Now he's in there as part of that scandal. And we don't know how much. Well, what about Altuve? He was on the team. Why isn't his name mentioned? What about Springer? What about Correa? They were all there. I, I, I look. I, I know you have to punish cheating. Cheating is cheating, but cheating has been part of this game for centuries. Whitey Ford, Elston Howie, Elston Howie used to rub the baseball, <coughs> excuse me, on his shin guard to put a little cut in it so the ball would dip more for Whitey Ford because they didn't throw the balls out of play years ago back in the 60s like they do now. That's cheating. Gaylord Perry threw his spitball and, and grease ball and everything else. That's cheating. Uh, by the way, both those guys are in the Hall of Fame. Now, that's not to say you embrace cheating, but maybe you should embrace technology and say, you know what? Everybody's going to do it. Let's put a monitor in a dugout. You want to watch the ball game? and steal signs, then go ahead. See if you can figure out the catcher. If it's even, Steven, then it's not it's not cheating anymore because they both can do it. If they can't do it, then that's their problem. Football does it all the time. They use technology. You see guys with, with the 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 uh, pads, the tablets on the, on the sidelines all the time looking at formations, what the other team is doing. There's guys trying to figure out what they do at certain spots. There's coaches up in the sky doing it, radioing down. Why don't baseball do the same thing then? Maybe it's time. Maybe it's time to take that element out of the game. Like I said, I'm not a, a man for fan, so this just angers me, and it angers me now that the Mets lost. I think who Beltron was going to be a good manager. And now here we sit, the Mets look stupid again. And I'm not the only one annoyed at this whole situation. I got a voicemail from my good friend Jeff. He's going to explain his viewpoint in all of this. Hey, Gary. Jeff Cohen from Baseball and BBQ. I had to give that shameless plug. Uh, I'm calling in to talk about this Mets fiasco. And it is a fiasco. This is so Met-like. First of all, why does Beltran have to resign on the day they're honoring Mike Piazza with a street name down in Florida at the spring training facility? It's just so mess. Number two, why was Beltran even named in the report when no other player was named? He was a player at the time. Now, I understand he's probably involved, but so was Correa and Bregman and, and, and Altuve and all those guys, but they, but Manfred specifically mentioned Beltran. Beltran had nothing to do with the Mets at the time, but were not involved in any type of cheating scandal, yet they are caught up in it. It's it just, just so Met-like. I do have a question for, for, for Beltran. I mean, he was a special advisor to the Yankees. Why didn't he advise the Yankees when they were in the playoff last year that the, that the uh, Astros were, were, were cheating? That, that, that's a big question to me. I don't know why he didn't say anything. You, you would think he would have. Now, should he have resigned as manager? It depends. 
Yes, it probably would have been a distraction for a little while, but Brody could have came out and said, listen, did not happen when he was in this. We're going to keep him as a manager, and, and that's that. And just send a strong statement and, and won't take any more questions on it. But didn't happen that way. He, he, just, he, he resigned on his own, which is fine. What questions this during the interview process? Now, if he lies, he'll never, never know during the interview process. Then, yes, he should have been fired or released from his contract. But, like I said, we will never. Well, first of all, was he asked the question? And if he was, did he lie? If he didn't, if, it, if the question wasn't asked, well, having said that, he has now resigned. He is now a former Met manager, just like uh, Wally Backman, who never, who was hired and never managed it in, in baseball. Typical, typical Mets. <laughs> it just it boggles my mind. This comes down to who's going to be the next manager now. I guess they have Louis Wellhart who was interviewed for the job. They can just place him as manager. Dan Bam Newland wouldn't be a bad choice since he's now on the staff. He would have been a nice choice anyway. And maybe they, they get Eduardo Perez out of the uh, ESPN. Now, those are my two, two cents worth of thoughts. Thanks for letting me vent. It's just so typical Mets. Thanks, Gary. And thank you, Jeff, for venting. I think we're all a little annoyed today, uh, one way or another, whether <laughs> pro-Peltron or not. Uh, I have to agree with most of your points, so um, I, I still don't understand why uh, they they mentioned his name, but it's there, so we have to live with it. Here's what I do. If I owned a team, first off, I probably would have said, Carlos would be. I would have put out a message two days ago. Carlos would be behind you, hundred percent. You're our manager. Throw it into his. Throw it into what's his face, Manfred's face into it. Throw it into his lap. See, have the guts then to turn around and suspend them. <clears throat> Or tell me, give Manfred a call and say, hey, look, what did he do? What do you got on him? Do you have anything that's going to come back and bite us? Are you going to turn around and suspend him? He don't want to answer you? Tough. I give, give Beltron then my backing and my blessing. But that didn't happen, and we don't know. So now you're faced with a new manager. So who's it going to be? I hired Terry Collins for a year. Then you really want to tick off Man, uh, uh, Manfred, which I would want to do. I'd either hire in a year and hire A.J. Hinch <coughs> or Beltron back. That's what I'd do. Really stick it to him. Obviously, I don't like the man. All right, let's take a quick break and be back with other Mets news. Lots of stuff to cover. Uh, also on this day, Mike Piazza honored by the Mets. They renamed the street in Port, the address of uh, their training facility in Port St. Lucie. Uh, let's get to that right after this message. Uh, this is Skip Lockwood, and you're listening to Mets Musing. Looking for great Cardinals talk? Then check out Conversations with C70. My name is Daniel Shoftaw, and I talk with some of the great bloggers on the Internet today about their teams. It always goes back to the Cardinals. 
Find the latest episode on my website, www.cardinal70.com or at baseballpodcast.net. Baseball and BBQ, your place for interesting baseball talk, opinions, and history. Baseball and BBQ, your place for barbecue recipes, tips, and interviews from the world of barbecue. If you like baseball and if you like barbecue, then tune in to Baseball and BBQ. Find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and BaseballTalkRadio.com, along with Mets Musings and other great baseball podcasts. With all the Mets news, it is the news from around the world and around the corner. Here's Gary Mack. Okay, we're back, and and one other point uh, about this that I know everybody's not going to agree with me. You know, it's it's my opinion, and uh, that's the basically it. You know, it's uh, just a shame that this had to happen now, and. Uh, just doesn't seem like a uh, a fair deal, but uh, it is what it is. So, anything else breaks, we'll let you know before the, the uh, show is over. So, I'm just looking for this article here. All right, as I said, the Mets in the city of Port St. Lucie held a press conference today to change the address of the Mets Spring Training Home to 31 Piazza Drive. The change is to honor former Mets catcher and Hall of Famer Mike Piazza. Piazza was uh, inducted, of course, into the National Baseball Hall of Fame in 2016 after, of course, he was uh, tainted. I like that word, tainted. Uh, for steroid use. Longtime radio voice of the Mets, Howie Rose, was the master of ceremonies for the event of the recently renamed Clover Park, which is the new Mets spring training field. It used to be First Data, I believe. It is now Clover Park. Mets COO Jeff Wilpon was also at the event, talking about his relationship with Piazza and what Mike meant to the Mets franchise. Piazza came, became very emotional in talking about his dad and his unfortunate poor health currently. His dad's poor health. Uh, he was very touched and he thanked the uh, Mets, Fred and Jeff Wilpon, St. Lucie County and Mets fans everywhere. So congratulations to Mike Piazza who gets uh, honored by getting a street name or the address of the spring training camp renamed for him. That's very nice. Great honor. Uh, great Met. And um, he deserves it, you know. Uh, elsewhere on Mets News, the Mets came to terms with all the arbitration-eligible players on a contract for the 2020 season, and that includes Marcus Stroman, Noah Syndergaard, Michael Conforto, Edwin Diaz, Stephen Matt, Seth Lugo, Brandon Nemo, Robert Gizelman, and Jake Marisnik were all eligible for arbitration, all with tenant contracts early this season and all accepted uh, with some negotiation. They all signed now, so we don't have to worry about that. 
um, as we go into the season. That's one good thing. Lengthy article, uh, according to Forbes magazines, the Mets are $350 million in debt. That's one reason why they are selling the, the uh, team. The Mulpon family is only worth the reported $500 million, according to an earlier Forbes report. They simply don't have the capital to run the team anymore. That explains why they've been so hesitant to add payroll for a long time. So that's uh, uh, Cohen could end up uh, paying $1.5 billion and never have control of the team. Well, that doesn't seem fair. He reports that in the current incarnation of talks, Cohen will have 75% control of the team immediately after the purchase. Well, isn't that controlling interest? The Wilpons will stay controlling owners for another five years. I don't get that part of it all. That that seems stupid to me. Uh, if I'm paying a, a half of one and a half, whatever it is, one and a half billion dollars, I want the team right away. Screw that. Unless, it's the, you know, they do it for sometimes for accounting purposes or um, the league, maybe. I'm not sure on Cohen, I guess. So they're going to give it some time. Uh, but for this is Forbes now reporting this. The, there's a condition of the purchase. The Wilpons will stay controlling owners for another five years. This is different from previous reports. I said the Wilpons would simply maintain their respective titles for five years. It's an important distinction, too. Okay, here's what we're going to get. Under MLB rules, Cohen wouldn't need to swear in by the other owners if he isn't the controlling owner. This means that the Wilpons would have five years to convince the other owners that that Cohen doesn't deserve to be the controlling owner. That could lead to Cohen cutting a $1.5 billion check, never receiving control of the team. It seems unlikely now, but the Wilpons have always been very sneaky. Cohen may end up the majority owner, bankrolling the team with no control. It's unlikely a strong businessman like Cohen would risk his money in this way, that being said, this is a scenario that cannot be overlooked. I don't think so. I, I can't see that the guy would lay out that kind of money and be hoodwinked by these yahoos, the Wilpons, into never getting control of the team and then have them work on the other – well, maybe I could see it. The other owners never to support Cohen. And then they get his money, but no, no. Look, look, I want them to sell. But if they're selling, Steve, Steve, if you listen to this this podcast, right, you put up the money and you tell them to walk away. Because after reading this article, I don't trust them. They could go stab you in the back and, and tell these guys not to, to approve you. And keep control of the team and not own own only twenty five percent of it apparently. That that doesn't make sense. Doesn't make sense, Steve. You're smarter than that. So I, I don't know. I don't know about that. I'm I'm very confused. <laughs> I'm very confused. All right, let's take another break. Let me try to get unconfused and we'll try to figure out um, 
why the Mets need a center fielder, and uh, who's coming to camp, who was invited to camp, and who the next manager should be, all after this. Hey, baseball fans and book fans as well. This is Frank Nappy, author of the Legend of Mickey Tussler series, inviting all of you to learn more about my protagonist, Mickey Tussler, an incredible pitching prodigy who has autism. Follow Mickey's journey as he captures the hearts of fans everywhere with his blazing fastball and indomitable spirit. Please visit Amazon or www.franknappy.com for more information. Hi, this is the world-famous Mr. Brewtown of BrewtownSports.Potomatic.com. You know, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Google+, Plus. Uh, Brewtown Sports. You can also listen to the show at Stitcher.com, TuneIn.com, and iTunes.com. And we've got the new one. It's called BrewtownRadio.Webley.com. But the one that I'm most proud of being on is BaseballPodcast.net. It is the home of great baseball talk shows. Check it out, my show and all kinds of other programs all about Major League Baseball. So check it out. That's BaseballPodcast.net, the home for great baseball talk shows. 516-619-6341. That is the comment voicemail hotline if you'd like to be a part of the show and uh, drop us a line leave us a comment or a voicemail question anything at all call that number 516-619-6341 or go to metsmusings.com and click on that widget in the middle of the screen and that's a speak pipe and you can leave a voicemail right through your computer through your computer's microphone or if you prefer to do things the old-fashioned way send us an email at metsmusings at gmail.com the facebook page is facebook.com slash groups slash metsmusings and the twitter handle is at metsmusings1 and uh, if you'd uh, like to help out the show check out our patreon page check out the campaign at patreon.com slash metsmusings Okay, and we're back, and uh, MLB Network ranked Brandon Nimmo number nine in the channel's annual top ten center fielders right now program. 26-year-old ranked as the number six right fielder in baseball last year. Despite being injured for most of the 2019 ca- campaign, Nimmo put up a 4.5 F war, whatever that is, in 2018 while registering a 148 WRC+. Plus. .385 with OBA and a 263-404-483 triple slash. I don't know what any of that means because I'm an old guy and I don't go by any of those analytics, but that's what it says here. Here's the full top 10. Mike Trout, number one. Cody Bellinger, number two. George Springer, number three. Ramon Loreno, number four. Whit Merrifield, number five. Starling Marte. Uh, number six, Lorenzo Kane, seven, eight is Aaron Hicks, nine is Brandon Nimmo, and then Brett Gardner. Why the Yankees have two center fielders on there? I don't know, but they're the Yankees, and they get two. 
All right. Uh, so who's to replace Carlos Beltran? Well, Mets blog uh, powered by SNY is reporting five potential names. They are saying Terry Collins, the aforementioned Hensley Mullins, Tim Bogar, Luis Rojas, and Eduardo Perez. Now, uh, Luis Rojas' name is well-liked and has been discussed internally about being a potential replacement for Beltran. So could he be the guy that gets the job? Mullins was interviewed for the job. Perez was uh, supposedly the runner-up for the job. So wouldn't it be obvious that he would be offered the job next? I don't know. We will have to wait and see. Rojas is coming up internally continually as a name that's being mentioned and they might want to fill this internally for a year or two and if it doesn't work out then they can go after a bigger name I guess I don't know here's my thoughts on this though do it fast don't wait do it. Get somebody in here. And and don't forget now, too, they are going to have to accept this coaching staff. That's just the way it is. Can't fire them. And I think they've got a good, solid coaching staff. So I wouldn't want to fire them. But... Uh, That's that's what they got to do. Do it fast. Let him get familiar with his coaches and whoever it is. Get to camp early. Get the questions out of the way now in January, beginning of February for pitches and catches. Get it out of the way now so it's not hanging over all season or all training camp while the guy's trying to get acclimated to um, to managing, whether it's a new manager or uh, it's a surprise manager like a Dusty Baker or even a Terry Collins who's familiar with uh, uh, putting together things. So, all right. That's it. That That's all I got for now. Anything breaks... We'll be here. Uh, biggest breaking news once again: Carlos Beltran out as Mets manager. Who will take his place? That becomes the next guessing game. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of Mets Musings for first one of 2020. And I want to thank you all for listening. And don't forget to subscribe on iTunes. Google Play, wherever you listen to the podcast. Hit the subscribe button. It helps me grow the show and expand to new listeners. And until next time, remember, keep the faith. Wow, it's getting tough. Stay optimistic. And let's go Mets. See you next time on another edition of Mets Musings. <laughs>